A regular fill-up would have been, just say six months ago, about $700. Now, it's about 1000 You imagine filling up a big rig. Holy cow. For boaters. Woo. Man, that's never been cheap, but especially right. But diesel, yeah, it's bad everywhere. It's bad everywhere, gas prices. But the diesel prices, you know, obviously there's a systemic impact on everything. When we talk about fuel, we naturally think about what we're paying, which, by the way, is another statewide record high today, 458 per gallon. That's up another penny from yesterday. Here in South Florida, as per usual, we have the highest prices in the state. The average low price in South Florida for regular unleaded, 459 a gallon in Miami-Dade to 470 per gallon in Palm Beach County, the most expensive anywhere in the state. But one of the things that we often won't think about because of our immediate concerns is how pervasive it is on everything, right? So as we take a look at the highest inflation in 41 years, big driver of it has been what drives goods to the store as well. Every aspect of the manufacturing, the transportation process, as that becomes more expensive, naturally that washes through and products and services that we pay for as well. So it is all a big part of the story. Here to talk about this on that wholesale side, on the uh, the commercial side, uh, Jim Grundy, once again, he is the CEO of Sisu Energy and uh, website uh, SisuEnergyLLC.com. Jim, appreciate it. And, uh, I mean, I, I can't imagine how horrible this impact has been for so many that are in the transportation business. Yeah, it, it, it's not been good for anyone uh, around the world, and even oil and gas companies. You know, there's a you know perception that these oil and gas companies out there are reaping in all these profits, and it's just the opposite. You can look at their P&Ls, and they're getting smashed as well because what's happening is the cost and the variable costs are rising so fast that we can't set a rate with our customer base uh, because we're in the energy sector as well. We can't set our rates fast enough because the volatility not overnight um, is absorbing anything that we might consider as profit. Uh, what's scary and what's more scary for us is consider that when you have 70% of all Americans living check to check and 48% of all Americans on government assistance, they can't support an increase of 50% in food, 60% in retail goods, 40% in clothing, uh, that's who we worry about. That's who we really, you know, retirees that are on fixed incomes. How are they getting by right now, right? That's that's the scary part. Jim, we know the Federal Reserve has started raising interest rates, though it's going to be a while before they move again. But beyond that, there really isn't anything that has been working to combat inflation. We've not done anything to help our domestic energy supply. We still have the Biden administration with the regulations and executive actions taken within the first week that are in play today. President unwilling to go back on any of those. While we have over here at the end user side, in real time, prices that are record highs, are you seeing anything in the system right now where there is relief that might be forthcoming a few weeks out? No. No, and you know, that that narrative that six months ago we all heard, hey, in six months it's going to be okay and it's going to level off. We're talking right now, the next three to four years, you're going to see nothing but increases and rises in energy, oil, and all the um, 
products and services that that derive from oil and gas, and people are really shocked when they understand just about everything you consume. Uh, it's affected by oil and gas prices, almost everything, right? Uh, even down to the vegetables that we grow in the ground. So these tractors don't move by electricity. Um, there's there's just a lot of factors now, and it's the perfect storm. You throw in a war, uh, an administration that is being stubborn, bullheaded, and have zero clue of of really our dependency on fossil fuels and how important they are, the answer is right under our feet here in the U.S. We could be the world's, I mean, we already are, though we produce more oil than anyone, but we could be the example for EV, electric vehicle options and alternatives, as well as uh, responsible fracturing and get oil and gas out of the ground. But what happens is these political parties make this a binary. It's either or. It's not either or. The answer is both, right? And oil and gas companies have been saying that, like, hey, let us get to work, open up the pipelines, let us put people back to work, and we'll 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 put a cap on this oil and gas number. But when you make bad bets with bad people like Russia, you're going to win bad prizes. And here's your bad prize, folks. You've been leveraged to uh, the wrong people uh, overseas and the answer is underneath our feet, but we'd rather pay six, seven, eight dollars a gallon, which is what's coming, rather than uh, put American people back to work. And that's fascinating. To your point, Jim, the most prolific EV advocate in the world, Elon Musk, he has said there needs to be this all the above approach that is lacking right now. That we do need, you know, the the option to be able to harvest the energy we need right now as we transition to EVs, which he's more than happy to sell you. So you said something that was kind of like, whoa, to me. You're talking a few years out at this point where we're screwed. So what what is when you're talking that long range? Why even a few years out at this point are we toast? Well, you take a look at it. It's not just a matter of truckers and it's just, hey, we're short on oil and the war has got everybody worried. You have to look at the refineries, right? They have a flow-through rate. And then you look at consumption, uh, the countries around the world that are still recovering post-pandemic. And then some there's a phenomenon that happened in the past few years where you have all these home shoppers. Everyone is at home getting final mile deliveries. They're not going to the store themselves to pick stuff up. They want things delivered to them, which has exacerbated the supply chain problem. Everyone is shopping at home now. Therefore, you have UPS and FedEx and Amazon final mile deliveries absorbing and killing these over-the-road opportunities, and that's why you're seeing freight sit. Why do I want to be away from my home for three, four, five days going Boston to L.A. when I can run Amazon, Uber, Lyft, whatever, deliver goods to people's homes and make the same amount of money? So that's why you're seeing the increases. That's just one problem here in the U.S., though, on the on the oil side. You can't replace 7% of our oil overnight when, in fact, you have to at least get 7% commitment out of our our, our uh, uh, administration. Have they committed 7% more additional resources for oil and gas companies to do more fracking? No. Matter of fact, they're doing just the opposite. They're restricting our ability. They We can't uh, get a permit to drill on, on federal lands. It takes nine months. On private land, it's taken 14 to 16 days. That's why we're on private lands in West Texas and South Texas, and that's why you're seeing New Mexico and Oklahoma uh, still produce oil and gas. But then you look at North Dakota and some of the areas that have got public domain, you, th- those areas are, are dormant. And it's a shame because it's the American taxpayer and the, and the single mom at home right now and the folks on fixed incomes that are paying for this. And those in Washington don't care because they're pandering for votes. 
they've, they've politicized this uh, issue on energy consumption to the point that it's detrimental. It's going to cause homelessness. It's going to cause severe poverty and the long-term macro effects. But these folks don't care because they just want your vote come November. Wow. I mean, that's dose of reality, I suppose. But, I, you know, it's it's great perspective. A lot of additional insight. Jim, thank you for taking the time to share it. All right, man. Thank you. Y'all be safe. All right, you too.